Hey, lady lovers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode that is pretty laden with TMI and courageous sharing from my ex, Max. Um, Max has returned to the potty this week to tell us about his first time sucking a dick. And we get stuck into some pretty cool conversations about how that was for him, his favorite BJ technique tips, his relationship to his sexuality and masculinity, and learnings and realizations we've both had through exploring our sensuality with members of the same sex. So while we acknowledge this in the episode as well, I just wanted to pop a caveat at the top here. Um, to talk about the fact that we are well aware that as two very straight cis individuals, we have a pretty limited scope of experience and understanding when it comes to discussing the topic of queerness. And so we don't try to represent or speak for the queer community. Rather, we chat pretty deeply about our personal experience with our forays into this realm of sexuality and how that's been for us through the very privileged lens of people who haven't actually had to contend with the stigma, the marginalization, shame, or the very real danger that people who have grown up queer live in as their reality full-time. The fact that we have the luxury and the privilege to quote-unquote experiment with our sexuality and explore fluidity is very obvious to us and we don't take this for granted or want anyone to feel as though we're fetishizing being queer or sexually fluid. Um, you know, while going back to our very hetero comfort zones. Um, but I just wanted to get Max on to chat about his first experience sucking a dick because I think it's really cool and valuable to hear about someone who's comfortable enough with themselves that they feel safe to explore in this way despite being straight. And yeah, maybe the very fact that he was interested in sucking a dick at all could be seen as him not being straight, but whatever. They're just labels. We don't fucking care. Um, and I think you'll understand once you listen to the epi. The other thing I wanted to say is that because of our personal inexperience with queerness and our relative ignorance in this realm, there may be blind spots that we're not aware that we have. And therefore, if we say something, you know, that you feel is problematic or naive or that rubs you the wrong way in this episode, we'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on how we could do better and represent these topics with more sensitivity and more awareness. We're not perfect. And as I'm always saying, I'm just a human trying to do my best, but of course I'm going to fuck up. Um, and I'm, I'm always open to hearing how I could do better if you have a more informed perspective on something that I could use a deeper understanding of. So please get in touch if you have any words for us um, after listening to this episode or any episodes for that matter. Like I'm always open to hearing how I could improve and, and represent topics and different sorts of people better because I am only one person who's had one, you know, set of life experiences. And even though I try to be sensitive to this and I try to look at things through multiple different lenses, there's, there's only so much scope that I've really got based on my own experience and research and whatever else. So lastly, there's a point in this episode where I say the word unrelevant and I just want to make sure everyone's aware that I do know that the word is irrelevant, but that's just, that was an inside joke between Max and I, and I'm such a grammar Nazi that, um, and I'm obviously not immune to fear of judgment. So I just wanted to clarify that I'm not a dum-dum and I do know that the correct term is irrelevant. So <laughs> please enjoy.
This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Put an inch on your friend with a Pussy Magnet. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Ah, <laughs> uh, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country, and I pay respect to their elders past, present, and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. <laughs> oh, God. Is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? <laughs> Whatever. I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up the couch. It's the Labia Lounge. What's up, Labia Ledge Hammers? Ledge, Ledge Chalarinos? Um, <laughs> back in the lounge. We've got, don't give me that look. We've got Max. Uh, I think it's your, is it your second, your third time on the, on the Labia Lounge? Welcome, Max. This is my second time. Thank you for having me. Um, and I think that this episode, pretty true to our, our first or your first appearance on this podcast, is going to be um, very TMI. TMI, we love it. And to give everyone the, the backstory, I received a little message from Max recently, which I was pretty excited to receive because it's been about eight years in the coming. Um, and he was just like, hey, guess what? I sucked my first dick on the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because ever since like, well, probably before we were together, but I remember like back when we were together, you used to talk about this this sort of desire to one day just at least experience that and, and give sucking dick a go and, you know, even though you're super, super duper straight and don't particularly feel any like any uh inclination or romantic draw or sexual draw to to men you were like well I feel like I'd be really good at sucking dick because I've got a dick and like it just feels like something that I want to do it's like on on the bucket list (laughs) and um but but yeah it was always going to have to be like a very specific context and and it wasn't something that you were looking for as much as you know hoping that one day it would fall into your lap in the perfect circumstance with all of the stars aligning um and apparently that did happen. So do you want to just like tell us what the circumstances needed to be for this like long overdue dick sucking opportunity and then we'll get stuck into into what actually ended up happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I suppose to give a little context, um, uh, where to begin? So, yeah, my, my sexuality is straight. I'm straight. <laughs> Let the record show. Yeah. Um, Stock standard. Yeah, just general, just your, your average straight guy. Um, but I'm 
I'm secure in that. I got nothing to prove. And I, and I feel like quite fortunate because I live in a particular pocket of society where I don't have to feel any shame about like any aspect of my, you know, completely normal sexuality um, or any, any, any sexual inclination that I might have. Like uh, it's all, it's all normal. It's all above board. It's all celebrated. Um, and so it's no, it's no real challenge to me. It's not a challenge to my identity to think about engaging sexually with a man. It is what I think. This is my hot take on heterosexuality that it doesn't preclude homosexual sexual engagements. In fact, it should actually just mean indifference to homosexual engagements, right? Like it means I'm attracted to people of the opposite sex. It doesn't mean I'm disgusted by people of the same sex. It should just be like, eh, eh, what is it? Like, doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a dick. Like I don't, I don't have feelings towards those. Um, but I think that, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, well, it's just tied in with how we're socialized, I suppose. And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of shame around these things. And, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, across the world and like historically um, it's been fucking really hard to be gay and, um, and mm. really frowned upon and those people have been marginalized um, and still are, but um, yeah, you know, there, there is like a burgeoning kind of sexual consciousness in some pockets of society. That means that I can, I can kind of do what I want. I don't have to worry about it. And I've got, you know, people around me like you and like everyone every friend that I have that I could be like, Hey, guess what? I did this thing that if we lived in a different time in a different place, like uh, it would be the deepest shame. It could, it, it could like, you know, present you could get real- killed for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might even fucking like, you know, do myself in for like, you know, if I, if I mm-hmm. were gay and if it's something that I really struggled with, but I don't have those problems. So I feel like going into this, uh, I'm I'm pretty self congratulatory about the whole thing for sure, but I also feel like it, I need to acknowledge that. <laughs> also need yeah. to acknowledge that that's like really it, it, it speaks to um, privilege the world that I live in, and um, and so I'm really grateful mm. for that. So yeah, I'm I'm a straight nice. person, and um, I found that being with women for for me anyway. Being with women seems a lot easier because I think I have an inherent trust of women, which might stem from my relationship with my mum. And also it could be that women are generally safer people. Um, and I, I have a much easier time trusting women. In fact, I trust them implicitly. Mm. Um, and that's, that's something that's never never backfired on me. There's never really been a huge challenge to that trust, maybe here and there, but in general, no. Uh, but with men, I'm, I'm quite wary of men, um, you know, um, because, um, you know, men have got a bit of a rep. Um, and so I've, I've, for years I've had this, I've had this, this idea about exploring, um, you know, betesticled bodies and um and seeing what dicks are about and um and a bit of a dick fascination like a penile fascination it's actually it's not really about the men uh in fact if they 
if they could just not be a man but have a penis, that would sort of be the ideal. Um, but, um, uh, but um, you know, just sort of accepted that, like, a dick I might get involved with, you know, it would likely be attached to a man um, and um, a gay man. And um, so I've had these needs around, and the needs have been quite in, uh, inhibited um, around uh, engaging with sex things with dudes. Like I've met a couple dudes over the years who've been really nice and um, had some makeouts here and there and sort of vaguely kind of gone to pursue something with that. And it's sort of petered out, haven't really stuck to it, like haven't really had enough focus on the um, – on the, uh, the end game, the, the sexual expedition. Sorry, the end game, sucking dick, sucking dick, end, end game, game. <laughs> yeah. sucking dick, end game. It's actually, it's really funny. I don't want to get too tangential here, but um, it was um, I remember uh, the first time. Actually, you were there um, when um, we're at Meredith, <laughs> and we're up the front, and um, and I started talking to this guy that I had like known a few years earlier like through a friend and we're just talking shit and having a nice time like high as balls on mdma um he's a really lovely guy who i won't name him here um but um but he's like hey you want to make out and i was like yeah okay sure let's do it and we're making out and this is actually this is a really formative moment for like this whole thing in fact that might it's not quite where it started, but a lot of things were crystallized in that moment where I realized that um, as much as I don't feel that like kind of root kind of, you know, like in the loins kind of feeling towards men. Um, and I seem to predominantly feel that feeling towards like women and like, you know, um, breasts and <laughs> vulvas and stuff like that. Um, there was, it, 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 it showed me that there is actually an entire world within sex that, that I'm enjoying that is not even about that feeling in like mm-hmm. in that, in the root, you know, mm-hmm. in the um, down there around all of that, mm-hmm. the kind of epicenter of sexual energy or whatever, um, <clears throat> which is that I love sensuality. I love pleasure giving. I love, I love it when people are attracted to me or turned on by me. And all these things can be satisfied without me needing to be gay, (laughs) needing to feel that feeling of like, oh, yeah, I'm so into this. It's like I'm so into the fact that he's so into this. (laughs) Like it was really it was really hot and in a different way to like how I had experienced like, you know, in my hetero sex life. And um, and it was pretty funny because like afterwards I was like – I was like, yeah, I've been thinking a little bit about like exploring some like some gay stuff and like, you know, like vaguely kind of keeping my ear to the ground for someone that I could do that with, um, you know, just like, I don't know, sucking dick or whatever. Um, is that something that like you would be interested in helping me out with? And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that'd be great. <laughs> it's super funny. I was saying this the other day when I sent you all the voice memos about it, that I was just like, what a gracious man. What a lovely man that he would do something so selfless. <laughs> and then thinking about it years down the track, it's like, 
someone that he's attracted to was just like, Hey, like maybe sometime I could suck your dick. And he was like, yes. And it's like, no shit. Like <laughs> he's, he's not doing me any favors. It's like a mutual, there's a mutuality there, you know, like we're both getting something out of it. So it's pretty yeah. funny to be like, no one, no one's doing like, I think in, in most cases when someone's attracted to you and you offer to suck their dick, like they're not doing you a favor, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you, you know, hopefully you're both enjoying yourselves and that's that that's, and that's how sex should be. I suppose. Um, but, um, yeah. And then from that, from that point, I, I never ended up chasing things up with, uh, with him. <clears throat> I think that once the MDMA wore off, maybe some, some, uh, like inhibition came back and, um, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, well, it's one thing to like right there. be in the right place at the right time with the right mood and you're, you know, it's all kind of happening in a way that makes it super easy and like lays it out on a silver platter for you. Like if that dick was on a silver platter then and there, you know, and you weren't in the middle of a mosh pit, um, you know, with me sort of hovering, being like, holy fuck, Max is making up with that dude right there. I feel like really weird and uncomfortable and triggered, but also I don't have any like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I think we'd only half and I was like, what is going on? So, you know, it wasn't exactly on a silver platter. It was like, sweet, you know, like you can Uber Eats this later once we've gotten back to the real world, but you know, you didn't really do that. So, you know, it's never been, it's never been the right place, right time, but the inclination and the willingness has been there for you, but it's just like the right circumstances and the right person and the safety and the connection and all of that has to be there. And that's why it was so exciting when like literally several years later, you know, just the other day I got this message from you and you were like, I sucked a dick and I was like, whoa, it's happened. Like all of the stars have aligned. All of these elements have kind of like fallen into place perfectly for this to be. And I feel similarly to, I've always felt similarly with my um, sexual adventurousness because I'm, I'm also just so boringly straight. Um, Definitely like, you know, fluid enough to be like, oh, that's pretty hot if I see, like, you know, a sex scene in a movie and there's, you know, like blue is the warmest colour. I reckon that's the first and only time I've ever masturbated to something on the screen because I don't watch porn or anything, but, like, blue is the warmest colour. There's that sex scene in it with two two lesbians and I was just like, whoa, that is super hot. Um, but apart from that... Oh, it sounds pretty gay, Freya. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty gay of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I was I was pumped. I was like, sick. This is exciting. This opens up a whole new world. And I had the same feeling as you did um, around, like when I first made out with a girl. Um, and it was literally just because it had all the right place, right time. Somehow, it all just came into play. And it wasn't because usually that sort of thing is, I don't know, feels unsafe or intimidating for me. It's not my like comfort zone. It's not like I I actually find sometimes if I've had, um, you know, chicks come up and be really sort of uh coming onto me or like pushing a lot of like sexual energy or, or keenness at me i'm a bit like whoa fuck i don't know what to do with that like i'm used to dudes throwing that shit towards me but i'm not used to um that coming from females and because it's not sort of a familiar place for me or something that i'm generally reciprocating i'm a bit like off put and a bit kind of 
intimidated by like the force of like female horniness. I'm like, whoa, oh my God, no, get away from me. <laughs> um, so when it happened mm-hmm. in a safe way with like someone who I really cared about, but like it wasn't weird because, you know, it was a whole different sitch. But I was just like, oh my God, this has completely opened up a whole new world of like sexuality and exploration of my sexual identity and sensuality. And it was really exciting. And I was like, I'm going to be so fucking queer now. Like I've just opened this can of worms. I'm going to get out there. And like, I didn't, I didn't because it never really like fell on a silver platter for me again. Um, And so I've never like fucked woman i've never really done more than kissing um and squeezing some nice soft soft boobies um so it's all very it's all very like above above the waist and and pretty boring unfortunately i wanted to explore that more but i wasn't i didn't want it badly enough to like seek it out and it's very 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 rare that i'm actually attracted to a woman in that way or enough to go there so it just kind of never happened but I do remember that feeling of like oh my god this is titillating this is like so this is so expansive thinking that now my like the you know the sort of pool of people that I could explore with has just expanded so much and it's diversified overnight because now I've kissed a chick and I liked it you know like so (laughs) I feel you on the and in fact I, I named this episode um like I don't know what I'll call it, you know, when I publish it, but on the on the call, you know, the meeting name was Max sucked a dick and he liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, take it away. And, and I did. Yeah. Yeah, I relate. I relate. I relate very much to everything that you're saying. Like it is. It is this alignment of factors. Um, yeah, like I, you know. If, if I had like, if there was like some, like a, like a nice sexy lady that I knew that, it, that I was like seeing or like, you know, had met or something and it was like, Hey, let's catch up in like a week's time and like sleep together. Then I'd be like, yep, cool. And, and I could go through all kinds of different fluxes of, you know, like feeling horny, not feeling horny and be pretty much at the end of the week, like feel quite assured that I would still be down to do that. But it's like this sort of, yeah, like solar eclipse kind of yeah. um, everything yeah. needs to be everything needs to be in the right place and, and everything and like the mood needs to be right, need to be in the right mood. Um and like they need to be the right person, they need to look the right way, they need to behave the right way, they need to have the, the right energy, like it all needs to be very specific. Um And wait, so hang on. did this actually happen? This was like a few days ago and the solar eclipse over in Western Australia here like did happen a few days ago. I'm just trying to work out, do you know if it actually lined up with the solar eclipse? It was very close. It didn't. I don't remember there being, I mean, I guess it wasn't visible from From Melbourne. I think it was on the 20th. It would have been pretty fantastic to be giving my first blowy at the solar eclipse. Totally. No, no, it, it it was last weekend. Last weekend, it was actually, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, about six hours ago, it would have been exactly a week ago. Wow. Okay. Um, How special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so it's sort of uh, this this pursuit. It's kind of hard to call it a pursuit because it hasn't been a very active one. It's been bouncing around my mind for years and, been in conversation with a few people i've got a um i've got a good friend who's a um who's a particularly randy gay man who's like all about it and he's like 
he's constantly urging me in ways that are maybe a little unhel- unhelpful um, <laughs> to kind of get involved. And he's like, just get on Grinder, just like get someone, get someone to pull up, pull up behind your house in their car and like just go out there and suck their dick. And, and I'm like, and, and, and th- those conversations have helped me realize exactly what it is that I do need, which is I need rapport, I need trust, you know. Um, uh, it's not as simple for me to, to do it like that. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, moving forward a few years, I guess that would have been in, um, 2016 or 2017 when we were at Meredith. So it's, Mm. it was a fucking while ago. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was at a party, um, last Saturday and, um, It was a really great party. I didn't quite know my place with it. Like maybe people were a bit younger or like, I don't know. I was Not just unrelevant. in a particular place Unre- in conversation. <laughs> unrelevant. No, yeah, no. Oh, sorry. I'm, no, I'm doing. <laughs> That's a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> it all started. <laughs> we already went back seven years. I don't need to give like. I just like setting the scene. No, okay. I know. Well, we, I know. Matt no, loves to pontificate. This- I feel like I reserve the right after dating you for several years to uh, pull you up when you're faffing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, there were, you had this whole thing where I'd be crapping on about something and you you actually we'd, we'd agree that you had full license to say, <laughs> stop talking about that now. And That's I'd be right. like, message received. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was really forgot good. about that. That was a really oh. good dynamic to have. Totally, yeah. It was, yeah. Great. It was really <laughs> funny. It was also like, no, nope, you're completely right. I'm not going to get down the math about this. I'm crapping on. Okay, I'll cut to the chase. Um, yeah, I started talking to this dude, and we were just talking. Like we were just we were just chatting. He was like, um, uh, 35, um, bit taller than me, uh, like gray hair, good looking guy, and really friendly. Um tweaked that he was gay, like, you know, probably like half an hour into the conversation, maybe a little later than I should have, um, and realized maybe that was why he had so much time for me. Um, (laughs) like, you know, maybe he was interested. Um, and you know, and I'm into that. (laughs) I'm not worried about that. I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't like fucking, as long as someone's paying attention to me, I don't really care. Um, uh, but it hadn't occurred to me. The dick sucking hadn't occurred to me at that point. Um, but we're just talking, we're hanging out, was having a really good time and ended up like pretty much just kind of hanging out all night, like having, having a few chats with different people, but we kind of stuck together. Uh, we need to think of a pseudonym for him. Uh, what about, what about, uh, just call him David. What about <laughs> Silver Fox? Because you said he had gray hair, but he's still young. Yeah. Totally. Well, I think that that I feel like David is more humanizing. <laughs> Silver Fox. All right. Okay. Anyway, he's the dick that you have, So let's just get to the chase. The Silver and- Fox. He wasn't. He wasn't just a, a, a gay archetype to me. He was a whole person. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Albeit a Silver Foxy one. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we're just chatting, hanging out, and then you know, and I was like, um, I was just like getting on the beers and like taking some Dexies and stuff and, um, uh, you know, getting pretty, um, I, I guess, pretty dopamine and pretty sort of, you know, pretty friendly. And then at some point, you know, the night just wore on, then it was like, it was like 4am 
and down to like the last like dozen people at the party and we're just we're all just in this back room and me and David are just hanging out and talking and then I'm giving him a massage because I'm getting really handsy on like the, the speed um, and just kind of like, mm, mm, like really like loving the feeling of his body. And like, that's, that's like something that's very far removed from gayness to me. Like I, I, I love grabbing like a touching a male body and like feeling the muscles. Yeah. You're skin. very like, tactile. Oh, look at that. Yeah. But man, buddy, man beef. It's great. Um, <laughs> Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations, and support from a community of labial legends. I also have an account on the fab new app Sunroom, which is a platform created by women for women and non-binary folk, and where there's no shadow banning or censorship of sex-positive content unlike with the other platforms that I'm on. So you can hit up my sunroom for extra content and real and raw life updates because I'll be sharing on there from now on all of the stuff that I can't post anywhere else. My vision for both of these is that they become really supportive, educational and hilarious resources for you to have more access to me and a safe space to ask questions that you can't ask anywhere else. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now back to the episode. And we're just talking and then, yeah, and then, um, and I was like, yes, yeah, behind him is sitting down. And then we were like, we ended up having like a little kiss and it was like, okay. And I still didn't really think anything of it. Um, well, actually, no, that might've been the point that I did where like, you know, he was telling about him and his partner have like, you know, sort of an ethically non-monogamous thing. Um, and, and then I was just like, okay, well, you know what? And pretty much had the same conversation as what I'd had with old mate at Meredith, like seven years prior. I was like, um, so I'm straight. Um, <laughs> always open with, I'm straight. and he's like, sure. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think he got it. I think he got it. Um, and it sounds and so much like, like the classic trope of like you know the the toxic mask dude at the truck stop sucking a dick and then being like, yeah, but like I'm I'm straight though. I'm straight. And the gay guy being like, yep, okay, cool. Like I'm gonna go along with it. Otherwise, you might beat the shit out of me because of your like internalized shame around, you know, and like homophobia. Like it's I know that that's not the case, but it does sound like that <laughs> on paper. Absolutely, and that is kind of that's that's that was actually it, that was the joke, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was, I'm not gay though. Like a, oh, no, no, no homo of, though. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a hint of irony to me saying that it was like I'm not gay, but how about something gay, you and me? How about yeah. we do something gay together? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I'm like, so I'm straight. Um, here's what I'm thinking: like, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty interested in like exploring male bodies and kind of exploring that part of my sexuality and seeing what there is to be seen there, and like. You know, I'm pretty interested in dicks. Um, what about, like, on some occasion, um, I come around, hang out with you and your partner. Uh, we had some drinks and, and, and have a good time. And then, like, I suck your dicks. And, um, <laughs> two for one. And, you know, and two for one. And, um, and he was, like, most graciously of him, he was, like, 
oh, yeah, you know, I'll have a chat to him. And But I reckon that sounds great. I reckon we could do that. And I'm just like, what a sweet man. So kind of him to open up his home to me. And, uh, and, <laughs> and oh. Open up this conversation with his partner. So gracious of him. Um, and um, things kind of entered into a bit of a, a bit of a haze uh, around this time. And, and we went out the back and we were just, we were sort of standing around. Like at this point it was like, 6am or something standing around out the back, like making out. And, um, and then I think it just occurred to both of us at the same time, like, why not suck a dick now? Um, (laughs) so, um, yeah, yeah. Sat him down on the couch, got his pants off on like to kind of unhook the pants. Anyway, it's not important. Um, and um got it out and it was a lovely penis like right. i i haven't seen i think i don't know actually if i've seen many like fully engorged dicks up close <laughs> like in my life like seen plenty in porn and those ones you know like it's that's a little uninteresting because they're generally the same kind of massive gatorade bottle fucking things but <laughs> seeing just a normal dick you know like i've seen a lot of vulvas and like the variety just opens your eyes to the fact that there is a fucking variety. There's like Mm -hmm. such a diverse array of them and like, you know, they're all special. And, uh, but with dicks, like I haven't seen enough to kind of have that same kind of beauty sort of, uh, like Mm -hmm. the mind, like mindset towards the beauty of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it was a nice looking dick and smaller than mine. So (laughs) that make you feel (laughs) good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was like yeah, and which is fortunate too because um, oh, it would have uh, been too hard to suck if it was too late. Yeah, totally. I mean, a huge dick is—I have a small mouth, but like, you don't really want a massive dick, to be honest. No, no, like, yeah, especially if your interests are purely to fillate it. Why the fuck would you want it to be big? You know, I mean, maybe if you want to, you, you want it to get down there into the what's it called, the the, the Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the gag reflex happening so that you tone your vagus nerve. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Um, but you don't, you don't need it to be thick for those purposes. Um, Uh -uh. anyway, uh, it was, it was a nice dick. Um, it was really nice dick. It was probably about the same length as mine and like a little narrower. Um, and, um, and yeah, just sort of, I, like, I kind of realized when I was down there, this is actually an experience I had. Um, jacking someone off for money a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> where like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where it's like I grabbed, I grabbed the dick, um, and was confused for a moment, and then I was like, "Wait a second, I fucking know how these work." And um, <laughs> and then on that occasion, the dude went from being flaccid to ejaculating in like fifteen seconds, and. And then I was leaving the room with someone else's cum on my hands. With someone else's cum on one of my hands and a hundred dollars in my other hand. Fuck yeah, right on. Um, it was so good. Um, anyway, it was a little bit like that. It's like it got down there and I was like, I know this shit. And also, like, I've long held the belief that, uh, that in terms of, um, in terms of nerve endings and sensitivities and, um, and like a lot of things, like, you know, vulvas and dicks are like just different forms of the exact same thing, really. Um, and that's the approach that I took 
in the kind of um, like the external kind of oral sex. Before I put the thing in my mouth, mm-hmm. that's kind of the approach that I took to it where I was like, I know like there's this sort of like this nerve cluster here that's kind of, you know, basically like a, like a clitoris, you know, it's like a similar sort of thing. Maybe it's a similar sort of approach to this. Um, did all, did all the things that I like, you know, and they all seem to work. And it, it was a, uh, it was like that sort of empathic touch thing, like where, yeah. you, you know, I, I could, I could, I could, uh, sort of project my own sensations onto what mm. I was doing with a lot of accuracy because I got a dick. I know what it feels like. Totally. Um, and were you nervous like before you kind of like approached it and as it was getting closer, like were you nervous at all or were you eager or were you just kind of curious? Like what kind of headspace were you in? Well, since everything flowed so organically into that moment, there wasn't really a chance to be like, oh, like do I feel comfortable? Um, drugs and alcohol certainly helped kind of get past some things. Um I did feel, I did feel a bit of a like, oh, but it was a sort of like, well, here we go, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> like, you know, I'm here now. Like, I've been thinking about this for years. Like, yeah. and this is perfect. Like, I really like this dude. He's really lovely. Like, he's got a lovely dick. But somehow, after like partying all night, his dick was like immaculate, very approachable, and like, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, it was very like. You know, it smelt nice. Yeah. And like, I was wondering. Uh, it was I was very like, inviting. You know, when it's a surprise BJ after a whole night partying and drinking and taking drugs, it's like you can't depend on that dick being clean and approachable. Like I was thinking surely there's going to be some smell or some dick cheese. Like who knows when this guy lasts. He must just be a pretty yeah. hygienic guy. But, yeah, I would be, I would be like definitely nervous about the state of that like unknown dick, you know. So you you lucked out. Yeah, absolutely. Clean dick energy. Yeah, I really Love fucking that. did. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. he actually did have clean dick energy. Um, yeah, nice. which is really funny because that's absolutely a thing. Definitely do. <laughs> Some I people have clean dick energy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Big time. <laughs> okay, so like, yeah. what were the? Um, tell us about the things that that were particularly, you know, seeming to work? Like what kind of little tips and techniques did you employ that you're like, that feels good for me, so I'm going to give that a go? Like talk us through the actual, the the nitty-gritty of the blowy. Right. Well, it's all about, um, and this is pretty much just me describing what I like done to me because um, nice. it's the exact same thing as like what what I thought he might like and what he did seem to like. Um, was just, um, it's almost like you, you, you tune the intensity of your touch to like how hard the dick is because like the hardness of the dick, um, uh, you know, like has a lot to do, like the sensitivity is kind of informed by that for me. Like if I'm like, you know, if I've got like a semi on the way to an erection or if like, I am like flaccid at the beginning of a blowjob. I I prefer it to be like very delicate, very gentle. Mm-hmm. Getting in there and start trying trying to drum <laughs> up an organ, a drum up an erection by like yeah. you know being really aggressive about it. Uh-uh. That's that's dumb. That's shit. <laughs> and I think that like the exact same principle applies to vulvas and vaginas and stuff mm-hmm. too. It's basically mm-hmm. the same thing. It's the same trajectory of like sensation. Start small, you know, mm-hmm. and 
um, and get the dick, get the dick sort of get the dick going. And I've got this whole, I've got this whole sort of theory. It's more than a theory. It's like a, it's just a truth really about get like you get, you can get an erection, right? And it's kind of, it's this myth that like that is sort of, okay, that's erection, like that there's the arousal, whatever, but it's like, the erection needs to be conditioned. <laughs> That's the word that I use for it, which is like, um, which is basically just sort of like massaged and eased in like the initial, the initial sensitivity, like the initial kind of edge is taken off. And then, and then it's like the dick is ready to be pleasured. It's not just a simple matter of it being erect. Like you can get these really like hard, tight little erections <laughs> straight off the bat. And it's like, Ah, like I just, I needed to be kind of caressed and like, mm, and, and sort of relaxed it. a bit and then, mm. yeah, eased into it. And then like it generally, be, you know, cause you can get so fucking hard that it hurts. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's better to, to then kind of have it, have the erectile tissue kind of, um, like massaged and it kind of releases a bit. Limber and, like, it the up. erection will become like. Limber it up. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's basically it. It's basically like, a, like warming it up. Yeah. It's you know, a bit of yoga. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, everything that I started with was, um, external. Like he was probably, when we got it out, he was probably like about like 75% erect. And yeah, so it was just a lot of like, you know, tracing my tongue over his like scrot. <laughs> up, up like the underside of the dick to like you know and very succulent very wet like you know um very just you know when I, when i'm having my penis fellated i i just i just love it to be this this soft wet thing i don't actually like suction i think that i mean i guess i can't speak for everyone but suction like that that real kind of like mm, kind of stuff okay. like that that doesn't feel good that hurts like if if the suction if you're like if you're tautening up your mouth and making basically the inside of your mouth like sort of hard and like and mm. and you know making your lips really tight it depends on the dick of course it depends on what pe- like some people like toothy blowjobs for example but for me i like it to be like you know very soft i, I mean you know i like it I guess if anything to feel more like a vagina does, which is yeah. like the nicest, the the, the most wonderful sensation. <laughs> um, so wet, sloppy, and soft. So I, yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, a sloppy BJ. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, what a, amazing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, like it was all I, I it was all like pretty external um, up until this point. Um, and, um, that's also, you know, for me, that's, that's, I, I quite like that with blowjobs. I, I like there to be an element of like, you know, getting it like into the mouth and like, you know, into the throat even, but, um, it like, just as a part of it, like that being the main kind of event is not really mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that's sort of how I played it with him in a lot of ways. It was kind of like I was sucking my own dick. <laughs> Um, uh, which is, which actually it was, it was very much like that in a way, um, writing all the wrongs of all the, all the bad blowies of that. I'm kidding. I've, I've had, I've had most actually, I would say almost every time 
someone's put their mouth on my dick. It's been a lovely, it's been amazing. Um, I mean, lucky in that sense. Um, uh, yeah. And then I was like, all right, time to fucking, time to, time to do the fucking, the thing. Like, see, see about getting it into my mouth. Oh, we're here and for. I was just like, <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's go. And I was just like, Excuse the interruption, my loves, but I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab. And the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings help me curry favor with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God, I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. I was just like... um. <laughs> it seemed to not go that far into my mouth before it triggered this gag reflex. Yes. And I was just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like a trooper, I got I got right back in there. Um actually I think sort of made a bit of a display of um uh you know, for my own amusement and I guess his his enjoyment. Um sort of like, you know, re- recoiling from this like from this you know, just gagging like I was going to throw up. And then as soon as, like, just in an instant, as soon as that feeling had passed, like a split second later, like getting it back in there, you know, getting ravenous about it, like <laughs> got to have that dick in my throat, even if it makes me throw up. Um, and, yeah, and then and he really enjoyed that. He was really way into that. And I was trying to get it, you know, sort of as far in there. And, you know, I I guess that was that was the part of it that was most, confusing for me because everything up until that point was like it it seemed like all of my theories over the years were pretty accurate and and what I was trying to achieve I was achieving and it all felt like how I imagined it would feel for me Mm. um putting a dick in my mouth yeah it it was different to what I expected I think um because I think that when people put a dick in their mouth and it feels really good, it has this sensation of, yeah, being kind of vagina-like, like you're putting into this, like, this, like, this wet, warm, succulent passage. And it's, and it's sort of, you feel like your um, dick is like uh, fully encompassed. 
this is making me pretty toey to be honest talking about this um but but naturally if you have the mouth then it doesn't exactly feel like that to you it feels like something something cylindrical is intruding upon like a fairly odd shaped kind of cavity which is your mouth there's teeth to get out of the way there's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know your, your soft palate and mm-hmm. um you know it's all yeah so it was it was kind of like my theories didn't check out there i i i, I yeah it was a it was a a pretty kind of foreign sensation. Um, he really liked that bit. And I, and I, and I felt like glad for pretty much like the exact dick that he had was perfect to be doing this with good dick for suck it on. Cause it was like, you know, it was a good length. You could really, there was, there was plenty to work with. Um, but didn't have that like stonk and girth factor to it mm. that would just be like, oh, okay, what the fuck? How am I, what am I even supposed to do with this? Definitely limits what you can um, do for sure. Mm, yeah. Okay. So did yeah, you enjoy absolutely. it? Like, was it a turn on to you or was it more just like kind of interesting and you were more focused on giving him pleasure than like feeling any turn on in yourself? Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't turned on, like not not in that way, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, not in the same way as, as if I'm like you know kissing a nice sweet little vulva or something. Um, yeah, it wasn't like that. It was it was like the it was all the kind of all the other parts of sex that that I find so rewarding were present aside from you know, me being turned on. I was bringing someone pleasure. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone was um, completely focused on me and what I was doing and they are attracted to me. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like novelty is also just a turn on sometimes. Like that's what I found. It's like I wasn't yeah. actually turned on by the woman per se. It was more just like, oh, this is a little bit taboo or a little bit like out of the ordinary for me or it's, you know, it's very novel and mysterious and that is kind of hot. Or exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a thing too. And like, you know, when I think about it, it's like, now that I've done that, do like, do I feel as inclined to do that again? I think I, I think I would do it again. I think, I think there is more to explore, but certainly the novelty of it was, um, uh, was a big thing. It was like, can't believe I'm doing this. And like this real desire to do a good job, you know, to do Mm. it right. Mm. Um, because they're really, you know, there's something to be said for like how he made me feel very comfortable and how mm. I, I laid out like all of my needs, like exactly where I stand, what my deal is to him. And he was like, yep. And he, he just abided by all of that and like mm. made me feel like, made me feel really, you know, um, yeah. So right. I want to make him feel good. There's something else actually worth mentioning as well, which is that, um, so he's like taller than me, but probably a similar build to me, but like taller, bit like broader, kind of like mm. larger, um, and older, and um, mm. maybe in a lot of ways more masculine. Role reversal, um, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like um, you know, so just picking your nose, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, forgot we're on video. Um, yeah, well, it was kind of like, so there is, yeah, there's like a dynamic of, you know, those two sort of energies, you know, I guess masculine and feminine, um, 
and uh, they can be in different proportions depending on what's going on. And, yeah, like a lot of my um, heterosexual encounters put me pretty firmly in the masculine, only really because, like, my partners have been, like, incorrigibly feminine. Uh, I'm I'm pretty fluid. Like I, I don't I don't need to be like that masculine kind of um, which I suppose what you would say that's like kind of taking the lead, um, you know the like the control or whatever mm. um, things you would attribute attribute to um, uh, masculinity. I mean, um, there's also something to be said for just like like regardless of your sort of um, masculine or feminine balance within you energetically or your behavior or or whatever with someone if you're often if you're male-bodied you're physically stronger and potentially larger and even if you're not larger you're you're still probably physically stronger like statistics just you know that's it's it's rule of thumb so like regardless of the masculine feminine um stuff and the you know maybe the submissive dominant like power balance you're always you're mostly in in your hetero dalliances. You're always going to be physically stronger and potentially able to overpower someone. Not that you would, but that's something that's always like underneath the surface or in the background of these like dynamics. And so for you to be with like a guy who's older, more mature, he's, you know, had more experience in life. He's also more familiar with gayness and that sort of territory of like gay sexuality than you are so he's like experienced in that sense he's larger he's probably stronger taller makes you feel smaller and more petite um all of these things like super Mm. new territory for you in terms of the dynamic with someone in like a sexual sense absolutely yeah well that's exactly it like i i have i don't think i've ever been in a sexual situation where someone made me feel like small, mm. petite, you know, mm. and I didn't exactly feel petite. I, I don't know if I can feel that way. I'm a fairly <laughs> tall, fairly large person, but he's he's even larger, and that was the feeling. Like there was this point before we got into the into the blowy where like we we're like standing there, he's standing behind me, and I was like holding his dick and sort of like we were like kissing over my shoulder, and it was like and it was I've been I've been in that pretty much in well actually yeah that exact same sort of stance like standing like i'm standing behind like a partner they're like holding my dick and we're kind of kissing over their shoulder and like i'm I'm probably squeezing a titty or something knowing me um (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh and then yeah and then i was i was quote unquote the girl in that situation and it did it did yeah like it felt so different it felt it felt really beautiful actually Mm. i think that i think that that might be like the real you know beyond dicks and genders and like gayness straightness whatever that was the thing that was most significant about that and that i would probably come back for Mm. Um, because Mm -hmm. my my hetero life can't really give me that you know and that's a big Mm -hmm. part of me like Mm. i'm i'm pretty feminine 
I think. Mm, mm. And there's something just so fucking special. Like it's such a gift sometimes to just feel safe enough to surrender to like somebody else's power or, or strength or whatever and just know that like they could just pick you up and chuck you over their shoulder or they could like scoop you up and, you know, maneuver you around on the bed. And that's like something that I really enjoy. Um, and I've spoken about it on this podcast before. Like I enjoy being maneuvered and I don't like being like forced or, or, or treat, treated roughly. I don't like pain. I don't like being dominated, but I do really like someone being able to kind of like pick me up and, you know, me wrap my legs around them and then sort of just maneuver me to the bedroom or on the bed or whatever and also just to feel kind of small and to feel like I'm being manhandled a little bit like if I'm getting a massage from Lockie like I really like him to like move me around and my limbs and sort of I'm just like a floppy rag doll and it's super relaxing if you feel safe enough to allow someone to just move your body around like that physically and you know you probably wouldn't get that that treat of an experience very often so it's beautiful it's probably why it was so important for you as well like part of why it was so important to feel really safe with someone before you explored sexuality with a man because you know that physical element is is definitely going to be in the back of your mind you know if someone's larger than you and it's unknown territory for you absolutely mm. absolutely yeah yeah i totally feel what you're saying yeah like the the yeah like it's a beautiful thing to be the physically the physically like weaker but for there to be so such trust that mm. you can surrender. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Mm. And, and yeah, and he was fucking great. Like he was so great. Like I, I feel really grateful. Um, you know, again, I've got to curb that gratitude because I was kind of, <laughs> I was the one performing <laughs> the act. I guess yeah. I'm grateful to, I'm grateful to my, my, my fortune that I, that I should have someone like that. You know, there was no like, mm. Head on the back of the head, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So, well, do you know what this you know, reminds me of? No- this, sorry to cut you off. Mm. This reminds me of when, uh, before we started dating and we were just playing in bands together, you and I, and oh. I had confided in you before I started all the work with sexuality that I was super traumatized and terrified to suck a dick. And, and you know, this is more, more nuanced than that, but I remember being on the train on the way into the city to go to a gig and you were like, you know what, like, I just, if, if there's anything like I can do to like help you with that, with that situation. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, like doing me a solid offering a safe <laughs> dick to suck. That's so nice of you. And that's not even really what you were offering <laughs> at the time. But then when we did start I will dating. I was- <laughs> put my dick forward. Yeah. And then that was totally the role that you played in like the heal, the, the healing that I needed to do around, around that fear. Um, and even it's, it's a win-win. It's not like you were doing me a solid, like, you know, you were getting plenty out of that as well. And I think there's something, there's also something really special about being bestowed with somebody's vulnerability and trust like the fact that I was like not only were you getting your dick sucked and this guy was getting his dick sucked but like we both put trust in you know in you you'd put trust in him I'd put trust in you to like hold space for kind of a pretty vulnerable and novel um exploration that that was going to benefit us um purely 
if it was a safe space. Do you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have been a positive experience for either of us if we'd been trying to do that with someone who wasn't a safe space. And so the fact that you, you know, you provided that for me, he provided that for you is like really beautiful as a gift to us, but it's also a gift to, you know, to him. It was a gift to you because that's like massive. The feeling that someone's putting their trust in you and they feel safe enough to be vulnerable with you is like really special and it makes you feel fucking good about yourself. So it's a win-win. It's a two-way street with this. Absolutely. Yeah, it really was an honour. So, you know, Mm. I don't take that for (laughs) granted at all. (laughs) And so, like, I want (laughs) to know, have you um, had any moments or pangs of, like, I call it like a shame hangover, um, you know, remnants of like conditioning or toxic masculinity or homophobia that isn't at all, doesn't belong to you, but might be, you know, might be deeply rooted just from the culture that you've grown up in. Has there been any moments of like, oh my fucking God, like, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable with that. Or like, what does that mean? Or are you just pretty like, you're, I mean, you're in such a sex positive bubble and queer positive bubble. I I imagine it's been pretty smooth sailing, but has there been any like little moments of like, Mm, Somewhat uninterestingly, I feel nothing but pride. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my fucking privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Straight Um, up. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, just to cut back to the, the BJ, there's not really that much more to say. But um, uh, so, you know, got to the point where it was like we we're sort of in the um, – we're in the third act. Um, you know, actually, it really is like sort of – there is a sort of three-act structure to it. Um, can be, Gives can one blowjob, sort of, gets anyway, it down to the fine uh, art of I'm a three-act – sort of performance I'm, I'm a real student of the blowy oh my god fucking gobologist <laughs> um i'm gonna think about that later i'm not gonna bore you please bore yeah you and ruin your podcast by like getting into that now but anyway we're in the third act and uh so it was sort of like the um the like let's bring it home <laughs> kind of bit and it was like i really to get the complete experience here i'm, I'm really gonna have to cop a load down the throat like there's, there's just, you know, I didn't come here to be like, Ew. <laughs> um, and, um, so I, you know, started working a bit harder at achieving that, uh, it wasn't really happening. And, um, and then, uh, he was like, uh, he was like, here, maybe if I like give it a go, he gave it a pretty good go too with his hand. Um, while I was sort of like, like, you know, with my like lips on like the tip of it. He's like jacking off and I'm like, <laughs> he's like a water bubbler. Um, uh, and um, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, he'd, he'd had some like, he'd had some MD and some other shit and like, you know, it was actually, you know, I think a credit to him that he managed to, to an erection at and all. Maintain, maintain an erection for so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but he, yeah, he, he wasn't going to be getting off and, um, and uh that actually is the closest thing to uh, to any kind of shame that I felt around the whole thing is that I couldn't get him there. Um, but I think that's something you know. That's that's I like I can check that whole kind of yeah that whole mentality. Like that was you, know, more you gotta check that. You can't be like going mm. yeah yeah. It's like and you also can't, you can't always make everyone come. Yeah, well, that's it. It's like also so something that 
is interesting. If if people haven't heard Max and I, like our podcast, we did a two-part episode. It was all TMI stories. It's called Battle of the Exes, TMI Wars, and it's probably the most fucking raw dog episode I've ever done. Some people couldn't even get through it all, so I dare you. Go back and find that. But what what, what you couldn't get through it. Some people gave up, yeah, okay. the pumpkin, the pumpkin story and the eating cum. Um so Oh, these fucking little babies. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> just so sexually up. oppressed. Um yeah, funny. But what what I love about uh something that we learned about Max in those episodes is like so Max is like, well, if I'm expecting, you know, my my partners to like suck my dick and eat my jizz or like cop a load in their mouth, then like I I wouldn't want to expect them to do that unless I could do that too. So like he's taken to to eating his own cum, um, and <laughs> I'll let not you listen. Exactly, but yeah, <laughs> no, they could go back and listen to the episode to get all of the context. But yeah. basically, like, there's this really kind of like you know, maybe misguided, maybe noble, who fucking knows, but this intention behind like wanting to, you know, not ask something of someone that you wouldn't do yourself or expect, you know, them to do something that you're not comfortable with. And I think like the fact that you being pretty darn straight and taking it upon yourself to experience what it's like to suck a dick is like a little bit of an extension of that of like, okay, well, now I I understand exactly what my female partners are up against when they're sucking my dick and then I think you've just experienced a very relatable uh scenario where like you're putting in the work you're doing the thing uh you're probably really wanting to please this partner you're thinking you know maybe if it's not a really trusted safe person you're probably thinking like oh fuck I really need to get them off or they're not gonna like me or they're gonna think I'm shit at blowjobs or like whatever there's so many insecurities especially like a lot of women and younger women feel around the pressure to make a guy come that when yeah when you can't and it's not happening and then there's this sort of like pressurized situation of like oh my god like they're not coming and then they're like oh why can't I come like you've just experienced such a relatable situation that so many people have been in and I think that that's valuable as well you know Mm, absolutely well I mean yeah fuck like you you get the exact same thing like trying to make vulvas and vaginas and stuff have mm. orgasms too um i guess it sort of wasn't news in that kind of way except that i suppose like and this is something i i think that maybe i have a slightly skewed mentality on because in my head it's a lot easier to make dicks come it is uh you know Okay, so it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. That, that's well, why. Yeah, I'm not. That's why I didn't compare it to like the expectation or pressure of making a vulva or a vagina come because, like, one socially and culturally, it's nowhere near as commonly expected, or and there's not as much pressure on that because it's just generally accepted that like the woman's going to come less of the time and it's harder and it takes longer. So like, whatever and sex the sort of successful conclusion of sex is generally seen as ejaculation from the male. Like, unfortunately, that's just, like, the general narrative. So, like, you're kind of experiencing that from from uh, the side of, like, most women, most straight women. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me again. 
If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh, if fashion isn't your passion, though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. (laughs) You can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned, And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. Um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later. But yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then eventually we kind of went, yeah, well, we've had fun. Went back inside. Um, everyone had these faint smiles on their faces. And I was like, <laughs> did someone come outside and see what was going on? Or did they just, I guess in hindsight, actually, it's like we just disappeared out the back for ages and came back later. Like, with mad pash rash. Like you probably guess. Yeah. Oh, I know. I forgot to mention that mid blowjob, I got distracted for a moment thinking about how I was going to get home because I was out in fucking Baldwin. Wow. Um, and I was like, and I was like, oh, what? Can you get me an Uber home later? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh. And then, wow. um, then we all went to Crown, and I um, and I won a bunch of money at Crown at eight a.m. Oh my so, god! What a fucking like, raucous really, night. That's so bo- like DJs in Baldwin, Crown, gambling. You're loose, cunt. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. My first, my first BJ, my first time at Crown, uh, my first time having fun in Baldwin. Totally, um, that's rare. Yeah, really, it had it all. It had it all. Oh my um, god. Yeah, and no, I, I haven't um, exchanged a few text messages with um, with David. Um. Uh. You know, I, I don't know. Like, might might queue something up uh, at some point. Um, you could go suck his partner's partner. dick and check check that out. You just get a bit more, bit more um, variety, a bit more experience. See what that's like. Maybe they'd suck your dick. That could be cool. That that would, if I were you, that would be next on my bucket list. It's like, all right, I've sucked a dick now. Now I want a dude to suck my dick. Because imagine how You're good so they right. would be at BJ's. I bet gay guys are incredible uh, at BJ's. Probably. Well, actually, there'd be, it could be a bit of a risk because um, I I think that it would probably feel like, you know, a, in general, like, better. <laughs> um, Dude, I be, think you're turning I mean, like, you know, no. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that you're right, though. That would be next. Um, what me and um, David did talk about actually was um, a scenario where, like, I'm doing the blowies, and um, and like both of them are present at all times. Yeah. Uh, like you know, one watching me suck off the other, and then 
the other and then all, and, uh, all they have to do is, is decide who goes first. Sounds like an ideal situation <laughs> for them. Like, yeah, totally. He's like, yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that he'd be into that. It's like, no fucking shit. Like, why, why would he, why wouldn't he be? Like, um, but yeah, super, super good, super good vibe overall. Feel really good about it all. Um, feel really glad to have, um, someone like you to talk to about it and to kind of unpack it <laughs> on a podcast. Unpack it. <laughs> um, Full public view. Oh, I mean, yeah, my podcast well, is safe space. Baby listeners can't handle this. <laughs> Who can't handle the notion of someone fucking a pumpkin? It's like so innocuous. If that God. person's listening, it was it was a friend of mine. Go, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. I mean, I'll get her onto this one, and we, we can see. You might get some hate mail. Who knows? Maybe she'll revisit the episode and just fucking drink a cup of concrete beforehand. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, something. <laughs> So something that I yeah super appreciate about about you is like the openness to one just be comfortable enough and um you know fluid enough to explore these things and be generous with talking about it because that really does help destigmatize and and normalize and release release shame but also as we have said incredibly privileged um little bubble that you live in where it's safe to do that and you don't have any sort of um you know shame or latent homophobia or whatever getting in the way you live in a culture where you're not going to get fucking stoned to death or you know hung or lynched or whatever um and it's not that simple and easy for so many people who are genuinely actually queer um and also something that i kind of contended with which is is interesting because people seem to have really different takes on it and i think among lesbians and gay people it's very different but when i was like oh wow maybe i'm like queer now i fucking kissed a girl it was dope oh my (laughs) god and i was like okay cool like let's explore this and then i was like hang on though i don't want to be because i think it's quite common especially um among women although I, i don't know it's quite common to be like oh well i'm like pretty straight and stuff and i'm like not really at risk of actually having feelings or falling for like a chick but I just want to explore that for my own curiosity and will you be my experiment? Like, can I experiment with you and explore queer sexuality with you as like a casual slash part-time thing and then go back to my little safe hetero bubble and get married and have kids and like leave you to be full-time queer. You know, I feel like a lot of, I've spoken to some people, some lesbians who are like, I just fucking hate that vibe when like, you know, these little fucking woo girls are like, oh my God, like I'm going to explore my sexuality and they want to experiment with you. But like, then, you know, they actually have no investment or feelings or whatever. And, and they like, I don't really like Ooh. feeling like I am a novelty that someone's experimenting with. Um, however, I feel like, and and this is like also just this entire podcast is like two very fucking straight people talking about queerness, which I 
feel like I'm there's a lot of holes in in all of this and my knowledge and my um my right or my ability to actually speak on this but from like I do have a lot of gay friends and like from the sounds of it it's a little bit more common and even sought after in the gay community to like turn a straight guy <laughs> and so that's more of a conquest and they're more like I, like I know a lot of gay guys who are like I pretty much only find myself attracted to straight dudes and it's like very appealing and a alluring to like think that I could like maybe turn him and so they want to be experimented with you know it's it's a different vibe but I was always just kind of wary of I don't know just being so like privileged and entitled that I'm like yeah like I have the freedom to explore my fluidity my sexuality and I'm going to use you because you're an experienced queer person who's actually had to do the slog of growing up in this marginalized minority um because you know you know how to eat pussy and you know what it's like to kind of you know be gay so like can we can you show me and can 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 I experiment on you you know like just like a bit wary of that whole start that whole thing you know absolutely yeah I think you're totally right that's something I, I hadn't particularly thought about um but I suppose um I suppose I feel glad in hindsight how much me and David talked before we did it because I think that that thing, that sort of thing like is, you know, a matter of, a matter of communication, like bordering on consent, perhaps perhaps like it is absolutely a matter of consent going into it being like, here's what I'm about. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, if you're down with that, then like we could do this thing. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, instead of coming into it. Yeah. Because like that, sounds like there could be some pretty difficult sort of situations if someone's like, you know, you know, two people meet, two people of like, you know, the same gender or or whatever meet and like they're doing this thing and then one of them was actually just kind of taking the other for a ride to kind of so they'd have some stories to talk about when they're older or something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's bad. Doesn't Mm. sound good at all. Mm -mm. I think it's a matter of – it's got to just – like so many of these things just come down to fucking actually having a proper conversation about it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel as though in in my experience of like, you know, queer mates, I, uh, you know, and that's just my own, in my own personal scope, I can corroborate what you're talking about. Um, like my, my gay mates who get around my like uh, queer male friends who get around, um, if they're just hooking up with someone, they're like, it, it's like, it is, it, it can be like to an extent, like a kind of a kink that it's like a straight guy who's like, you know, or someone who's. Yeah, anyway. Totally, yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. Okay, well, I feel like we should wrap it up there. We've just spent over an hour talking about a blowjob, um, which I'm down with. I'm here for it, and I hope my listeners are too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to add before we, we wrap up the, the telling of Max's first blowjob? Um, well, stay tuned for the episode on my first receival of the blowjob totally totally (laughs) Um, down with that and thanks for listening and thank you so much for having me (laughs) pleasure you should send uh david this podcast when it comes out potentially (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) anyway thank you so much for giving us a massive earful of TMI and um, sort of 
sexuality bending excitement. Um, stay tuned, everyone, for the next installment, which I'm sure there will be. <laughs> In seven years. Another seven years. <laughs> Later. Thanks for having me. And that's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT, and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.